0: Yeah, the virgins arriving soon. They should be any minute now, Master. Fingers crossed. <laughs>
1: All right, folks, this episode of America's Hometown Horror is brought to you yet again by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Yet again. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company that proudly serves America's hometown and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they truly believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189. That's 781 781- or at shinethroughwindowcleaning.com at shine, T-H-R-U window cleaning shine shine through window cleaning. And if you want total domination and cleaning of your windows, I suggest you call shine through today, Guillermo. What is up? What is up? What is up? What's going on, folks? My name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We are happy to have you back. Normally, at this point, I would say that I am happy to be joined by my esteemed co-hosts, plural. But, uh, we're missing one of them tonight, so it's, uh, just Kat and I. Kat, what's going on? Just the two of us. Just the two of us, baby. What's up with you? Not much. What's up with you? Not a whole lot. Ready to talk some, uh some what we do in the shadows have a little bit of fun obviously uh, you know Andrew uh, Andrew has been away in Myrtle Beach so we wanted to get another episode recorded while he was away just in case Anything funny were to happen uh, upon his return, but uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to having Andrew back on our next episode after this. But uh, you know, Cat and I are flying solo tonight. Yeah, been a little bit of time since we did this. I'm trying yeah. to think of the most the most recent episode where we did. I
0: forget the last one we did. We did one just the two of us, but yeah. I don't
1: remember which. Oh, we've done a few that have just been the two of us, but uh, I can't remember the last time that we did. It's been a little while, but huh. yeah. So there'll probably be uh, fewer burps, uh, fewer outrageous interruptions, fewer pornographic references, references. without Andrew here. So, it uh, you know, if you're into the show for that type of thing, I'm sorry to say you might be a little disappointed tonight. But yeah. uh, we do miss Andrew, and we'll have him back shortly. So, with that being said, obviously we have uh, we have a TV show to talk about tonight, which is uh, I don't I can't remember the last time we covered a TV show either. Uh, probably Hannibal. I know we, oh, covered, yeah, Hannibal. we covered Hannibal. We covered The Outsider. So. Uh, a little bit different tonight. Mixing it up from a movie and doing a TV show. I know, big digression. Woo!
0: I, I get it. Going nuts! Yeah,
1: but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I guess before we kind of jump into all things what we do in the shadows, just to kind of run through some things that we've been watching here. Because uh, we have actually, in the last episode we talked about uh, The Descent. We didn't really have too much that we had watched or uh, anything news related. And I still don't have anything news related tonight, which I know you'll be, you'll be thrilled to hear. Woo-hoo. But uh, we have been watching some interesting things. Uh, the first of which, you know, not necessarily horror, but I would say this is a very dark, black comedy series on Netflix that uh, kind of flew under our radar for a little bit. And you had suggested watching it, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought it up. And that is a show called The End of the Fucking World, which is, uh, it's a, again, a Netflix show. There's two seasons. We are in the middle of season two at this point. Uh, and it basically tells the story of kind of like a, almost like a young British Bonnie and Clyde type thing. It's two teenagers that uh, kind of go on this little crime spree and, and run away from home, and there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens to them. But it's uh, it's really good. I, I enjoy it quite a bit, and I know you, you seem to like it quite a bit as well. What, what are your thoughts on The End of the Fucking World, in case anyone is interested in watching it?
0: Yeah, you know, I've, we've been kind of digging to uh, see new shows and stuff, and this has been popping up on my Netflix Quay, or suggested views, uh, for a while now. And... You know, every time we finish something, I end up being like, okay, well, what's similar to blah, blah, blah that we just finished? Like, we finish, we finished Schitt's Creek, and then all of a sudden it's like, what's next for Schitt's Creek? And we started watching Kim's Kim Convenience. Convenience. So yeah. I was like... Alright, so and Dairy like, Girls. Yes, and, and then, Dairy Girls Oh, yeah. so good. Because I
1: know you like to have a rotating comedy series that I we're do. watching because it's nice to lighten things up every once in a while and not just do all horror all the time.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Although I don't know if this is necessarily a feel good show. I mean it kind of is a little bit, but it's very dark. I
0: think it's it's interesting. Like it keeps it definitely keeps my interest. Peeked, uh through the show to kind of see what happens next, just because it's so f- quick moving. Yeah, they go from one place to another. They do one crime and another. They're all constantly moving from one yeah. place to another. So it's it it definitely keeps my attention, which um, <clears throat> for me it's kind of hard. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't so the truth. to find
0: a show that I actually like, it's it's nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. But, yeah, and it's uh it it's definitely like I mentioned, pretty dark. It touches on a lot of things, like uh, tr- you know. Uh, Physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental illness, uh, yeah. a lot of stuff like that, but it's it does kind of have a heartwarming touch to it because, you know, obviously, the, the, so the main character, the kid, <clears throat> his name is uh, James. He at uh, the start of the show, thinks that he is en route to becoming a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, he is trying to figure out a person that he wants to kill. because well, he's, he's already accepted that he's a psychopath. It, yeah, he's accepted that he's a psychopath, and he's killed a bunch of animals, kind of following your classic trajectory of being a serial killer. And his next logical step is, okay, I want to kill a person. And uh, this girl, uh, shit, what's her name? Uh, Alyssa. Alyssa, that's right, Alyssa. Uh, walks up to him, starts talking to him, and then he thinks, okay, I think this is the girl that I want to kill. And... Uh, slowly over time he ends up changing his mind they start to fall in love with each other so it's kind of a, a cute little story in a very dark background mm. so with that being said i would highly recommend checking out definitely uh, yeah the end of the fucking world and actually so you you mentioned that you always like to pick out something else after we finish one one series so the uh during the credits the other night of one of the episodes, we saw that this, The End of the Fucking World is based on a comic book of the same yes, name. Yes, yep. So I looked into that a little bit, and uh, it's kind of funny because, so the whole show takes place in England, and the comic book takes place in America with American characters, so they rewrote the entire thing oh. For for uh, to have a British cast and have it to have it take place in there. Interesting. Um, but the animation is really simple. It's like really minimalist. It's interesting. If you Google it, it's, it's kind of cool yeah. to see, see what it looks like versus the show. But uh, the same guy that wrote The End of the Fucking World also has another Netflix show called I Am Not Okay with This. So it's written by the same guy and it stars, uh, I don't know her name, but the redhead girl that was in the It movies.
0: Oh, okay. I know yeah. who you're talking about. I so don't know. So she's in
1: that, about. so maybe that's yeah. something that we can we can check out after yeah. that. All right. So, uh, yeah, End of the Fucking World on Netflix. I would highly recommend checking it out. It's pretty cool. Not necessarily horror, but worth your time. Uh, one thing that is very much Wait, you wouldn't horror.
0: You would not consider that horror?
1: I would not consider it horror. No, it's much more of a black comedy.
0: Black comedy, like tr- yeah. true, true—not true crime, but
1: not necessarily true crime. It's a, black it's a, dra- it's a drama okay. comedy type, you know, type thing. All right, fair enough. But there's serial killers and child molesters and all kinds yeah, of crazy shit. It's, so it, it's, it's, it's not, a dark, not far off.
0: Dark, it's not dark far comedy. off. Yeah.
1: Um, but one thing that I did watch the other night um, that is very much horror uh, is a movie on also on Netflix that's called The Black Coats' Daughter. I know you weren't around for this, and I just kind of threw it on in the background. It was another one of those things, kind of like you mentioned with The End of the Fucking World, that had uh, been in my Netflix queue for quite a while, and I had seen it recommended a few times, and I just never pulled the trigger on watching it. And I finally did, and I am so thankful that I did. Uh, So this movie, uh, I won't spoil anything here because I know Andrew watched it after I recommended it to him, and uh, we may do an episode on it depending on whether or not people want to. But uh, So the premise of this movie is that there's this prestigious religious boarding school in upstate New York, and it's uh, over winter break. There are two girls whose parents don't show up to, uh, to to pick them up for winter break. So they're essentially stuck at this school until their parents show up. And, you know, the parents obviously are, are missing under mysterious circumstances, and all this weird stuff starts to happen uh, at the school. So there's... Uh, the two girls, the 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 story is told kind of between the point of view of the two girls that are stuck at the school, uh, and then there's another third girl who is not doesn't seem to be connected to those two, uh, so it's kind of told from the point of view of those three girls. But it's it's very creepy, it's very interesting, it's again well worth your time. So this this is uh, this stars Kiernan Shipka. Who is, she played Sally Draper in Mad oh, Men. love her, yeah. Which obviously, you know, in Mad Men, that was on a while ago. So she's pretty little when that show starts out. So it's kind of weird seeing her like as, almost like as a, an adult now. I think she's like 21 now. Okay. Um, so she's in that. She's also been in the, she uh, plays Sabrina in the Sabrina yes. uh, Chilling Adventures of yep. Sabrina show on Netflix. And another character in the movie is played by Emma Roberts, who has been in a ton of American Horror Story seasons. She was in Coven, uh, pretty much all of them, I think, since uh, since Coven. But yeah, The Black Coat's Daughter, awesome movie, uh, actually directed by a guy named Oz Perkins, who is the son of Anthony Perkins, who was Norman Bates in Psycho.
0: <laughs> if you say Perkins, I think of uh, Heavyweights.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No connection there, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a cool movie, and uh, who knows? Down the line, we may uh, we may end up covering that in a future episode. I guess we shall see. So I know Andrew's seen it; he liked it. Cat, you just got to watch that and check it out and see if it's something that you want to cover because okay. there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on there that I think you might find interesting. So I'll check it out. So that's what I got for uh, for watching stuff and anything that else that you've been watching or uh, or doing. Or
0: no, I've just been watching The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to catch up on that. Nothing uh, scary. Cool. I mean, it's kind—I of, don't know—it's kind of interesting, but I won't even get into that because that's not really relevant. Sure. But um, yeah. <clears throat> Fair enough. So next item up is yeah, News? I, I got—I got
1: no news actually. Like I mentioned before, I don't—I don't have anything. That's there's, fabulous. Uh, there's kind of—I mean, there's been some stuff that has come out, but nothing really of note that it, uh, was of interest to me. So I guess. With that being said, are you ready to talk about some uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Oh, and I, I, I forgot to mention, obviously, it's just me and Kat tonight, and uh, Kat is going to lead the way on this and kind of guide us through some stuff on What We Do in the Shadows, yes. which I'm excited for, because I think the last time that I didn't fully write an outline and host was, oh, shit. I think it was when we did Hellraiser with Hannah from oh, All Colony cast because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Andrew, Andrew, I think Andrew did, did that yeah. one. So it's been it's been since like November. So well, it's I've nice to kind of take it back. i some, and then seat. I
0: kind of chicken out like to host them because I get a little stage fright. I get nervous. I'm reading this tablet, and I'm like, ah, so it's just a little nerve wracking. Very I get a very relaxing. Yeah. Anxiety, you're just, you're just, and <laughs> you're
1: just sitting here with your husband. You don't need to feel anxiety. You, don't, you know, can't you pretend the microphone's not even here. All
0: right. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. Fair enough. All right. So what we do in the shadows, Cat, take it away.
0: Okay. So. Um, overall thoughts on the show Michael
1: yeah, you want me to start?
0: yes, since Uh, there's no one else here (laughs)
1: Right. I don't know if you wanted to start or not, it's me and you but um, yeah, so I I love What We Do in the Shadows Um, I also love the What We Do in the Shadows movie Um, both of them kind of come from an awesome premise but with that being said actually, I think that the show takes the idea of the movie and makes it better uh the characters in the in the show are all hilarious and they have the uh the ability to because it's kind of serialized it's 10 episodes per season there's only been two seasons so far and it's been renewed for a third it kind of has a chance to expand the mythology of the show a little bit right so you get a little bit more of different characters you get some of the same characters from the movie which i'm sure we'll get to uh we'll get to in a little bit but when I first heard that they were coming out with the show, I was very intrigued because the commercial like the commercials they had for it, like the little quick trailers were hilarious. Everything about the show is hilarious. And I was just I was a little worried that this might have just been a retread of the movie. Mm. Which I think the first episode is because you kinda of have to establish what's going on in the world. But beyond that, they really they they hit some home runs with this show. Oh, I, I, I absolutely love it. <clears throat> and, you know, while this is not hard. It, uh, it it hilariously pokes fun at, at you know certain horror tropes, especially uh, vampire movies and vampire TV shows, and it has lots of nods to some classic horror movies that you know horror nerds like myself uh, pick up on. Which you know I have a section in here where I'm going to talk about some of those. And I mean, uh, above all else, this is a comedy show, and this show makes me laugh my ass off. I, it honestly, I don't know if there's a show that makes me laugh harder. Um, I know we're going to talk about where it ranks amongst our favorite TV shows as well, but I just I can't say enough good things about this show, and I feel like I don't know a lot of people that watch it. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to me because it, it's this should be watched more.
0: I was going to say, when you <clears> – <throat> well, we can we can roll that into my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget when you first – you first asked me if I wanted to watch this show, and I was just like, uh I don't know. Like, is it – what is it really about and stuff like that? And I remember watching a couple of the trailers and then finally, like, watching the show and being like – I can get down on this. This is actually pretty funny. Yeah, like, it's and then once I started watching it, I kept asking people if they watched it, and everyone's yeah. like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And yeah, then didn't, never
1: heard of it. Yeah,
0: didn't FX? Well, <clears throat> when we originally watched it, it was like week to week. I thought wasn't FX like merging as FXX or something? There was something going on like with the actual yeah. TV too. So then we so... couldn't like watch it or something no no so we, we
1: could watch it but so essentially what happened was so fx fx has been in the tv game for a long time that it shows like sons of anarchy justified the shield lots of great dramas and also they do always sunny in philadelphia right so essentially what they wanted to do is they wanted to have a channel that was dedicated towards their drama series mm-hmm. and they want to have a separate network that and was comedy. specifically geared towards comedy gotcha. which is where fxx comes in so okay. what we do in the shadows is now on fxx along with like Always Sunny in Philadelphia and whatever other comedies they they do on there. Yeah, uh, Archer. I know is another one they do. They do a bunch of them. I, I'm not. I don't watch a ton of them, but Always Sunny and What We Do in the Shadows are the two that I watch. Yeah, on, on FX. So. but I
0: mean, I immediately kind of fell in love with like the whole premise of it. The characters are amazing. Yeah. So it just and it has that kind of humor. I don't. I don't know what kind of humor you really
1: call it, but. I mean, it's very quirky, Uh, it's very British humor, I feel like, and obviously, so the show and the movie were created and written by Jermaine Clement and uh, Taika Waititi, who are both from New Zealand, Mm -hmm. so it's got that unique, you know, almost kind of Australian, New Zealand uh, type sense of humor, but it also, I feel like it does a good job of critiquing certain aspects of American culture. Yeah, like there's an episode where they, you know, Nandor tries to become a citizen of the United States, and that's all pretty funny. And so they 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 blend lots of different humor. I so would say
0: we'll say it's a mockumentary comedy per- horror
1: TV perfect, series. Perfect way to say it. Yeah, it is a mockumentary, a mockumentary quote unquote, um, which you know we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Another vampire movie, actually, uh, Thirty Days of Night, where it was an all time great premise for a scary vampire story with people being in the Arctic Circle where there's 30 days of, of darkness. Perfect way for vampires to come in and feed. And I think this is a perfect setup for a comedy show where it's just a mock, a documentary crew following around a group of vampires, uh, a- ancient, old vampires right. in modern day Staten Island, which yes. is, it's, it's, it's great. Everything about the show is just so well done. I can't, I, I can't say enough about it.
0: Yeah. And I was actually, that kind of helps me roll into, um, so you said, um, <clears throat> Jermaine, 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 Jermaine.
1: Jermaine. Jermaine, you Jermaine. left an R out there. Left an R out. That's okay. Jermaine Clement.
0: Um yeah. <clears throat> I had a couple of like quotes from him saying mm-hmm. what they tried to do with the show. So he said they pretty they stayed pretty basic 70s 80s vampire's rules in the show and a little bit of 30s. So yep. they kind of they turn into bats, they can't go into sunlight. Yeah. They they don't sparkle in the sun at all, they die. Um they have to be invited in wherever they go. Yep. And it's funny that um <clears throat> That's another aspect of the show is that it's a documentary. So sometimes you hear them breaking the third wall, the third wall, right? Yes. And um, all of a sudden they'll acknowledge that there's cameras there filming them. Yeah. Which is kind of a fun little Mm -hmm. way for them to film this whole series is that they don't always acknowledge it. But when they do, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a nice little touch. Yeah. And as a side note, too, um, talking about filming and stuff, as a designer, I really appreciate how they Photoshop a lot of the older era pictures. Yeah. Like, with the characters, with the, the actors in them, yeah. in, like, older eras. So, like, Nandor is, like, this, like, king, and, yeah. you know, um, Nadia is, like, this, like, voluptuous, like, yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I love that it's, stuff, too. It's awesome. It's it, cool. it is incredibly well done. So, if you watch, like, the opening credits, it has, like, photos of all of them, like, throughout the decades in yep. the U.S. So, it shows them, like, the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and they're all done up in all kinds of different, like, outfits from those eras. Right. But it, it, is, it is fucking hilarious, uh, so Nandor is supposed to be this this great ruler from the Ottoman Empire, and they show they create all these fake paintings of him, you know, kind of pillaging and burning cities pillaging, and all this stuff. Yeah. And it, the, the the way they they do all that stuff, it's a nice touch, and it's it's hysterical. I love yeah. the way they do that. So
0: this whole series was filmed. Well, actually, the first we'll talk about the first season was filmed in only a little over two months in Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't they pride themselves on not using any CGI. Um, So a lot of their stuff they wanted to have filmed like old school, as they said. Mm. They didn't want to have any digital characters, anything like
1: that. And I know you're a huge fan of that. I
0: do. I actually really appreciate that. And um, the writer-producer Paul Sims said that there was something about old-fashioned way that makes things more interesting when you can tell it's digital and rubbery and fake-looking. It's just not as appealing. So it's it's something to be said for them, the way that they shot everything.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they said the, um, I was reading about, a lot about this show as we were preparing for the podcast, and they said that, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula?
1: Bram Stoker, Bram
0: Stoker's, yeah, Jesus. For, (laughs) was the main inspiration for the main set of the Vampire's Mansion, except (laughs) it's in Staten Island, and they have let their mansion go, we'll say. So it's just, like, a (laughs) shithole. It's a dump, yeah. Yeah, it's a dump. (laughs) Um... One other thing is that the opening credits is has a fun song "You're Dead" by yeah. Norma Tanega. Tanega, yeah, um, It's a 1966 It was recorded.
1: So when I when I was reading through this, I was actually very surprised to see that because I thought for sure this was some recent song yeah. that kind of was about to blow up from the show, and it's yeah, it's an old ass yeah. song, which is it, kind of cool.
0: It's it's like it kind of plays with everything else. It's kind of a funny song, mm-hmm. but. Um, like, it's like, you say you want to live long. You're dead, you're, you're dead, dead, you're, you're dead. dead, dead <laughs> <and> this world. <laughs> it's cute. It's, it's a cute song. It fits perfectly. Um, so, do you want to get into the uh, the background and the vampires and the storyline? Yeah, and stuff? yeah well, let's do it. Okay. So, um, basic premise of the movie. There's four vampires and
1: mm-hmm. the
0: familiar. Familia. Um, which we will talk about what a familiar is in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they're living in a mansion in Staten Island New York so there Staten is Island. Nandor I'm going to butcher these names so maybe I'm going to have you read these uh there's Nandor the Relentless yep and that's
1: uh it's, it's spelled Kayvon, Kayvon but I, Novak? I believe it's it's supposed to be pronounced Kevin Novak um I know I think he's uh, he's British but I think he has like a Persian background okay yep. cool
0: then there's Laszlo Cravensworth by yep. who's played by Matt Barry yep
1: pretty famous uh British British actor mm-hmm. yep
0: Nadia is by uh, played by Natasha Dimin-
1: Dimitrio? Dimitrio? Thank you. Yeah. Natasha Dimitrio. Yep.
0: Uh, then there's Colin Robinson.
1: Colin Robinson. Um
0: who is Mark Prox?
1: Proch? Proch. Jesus. Proch? This yeah. Is awful. Tough names. All
0: um, of- <laughs> and then there's Guillermo De La Cruz. See, I can do Spanish names. Yes. Spanish names. Fine. No problem. Any other thing? Yeah. No idea. Well, um, all those years
1: of high school Spanish have helped you out. Maybe yes, and way. trips
0: to Mexico. Yeah, yep, they absolutely. all help.
1: Guillermo de la Cruz. Um,
0: is played by Harvey Guillen? Guillen. I think it's... It's Guillen. Guillen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, these vampires moved from Europe 200 years ago because there was a lot of prejudice against the vampires at mm-hmm. that time. Yep. In 1861. <laughs> yep. So, they moved to Staten Island... Decided to get away from Europe.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and do you know? Do you know why they s- chose to stay in Staten Island? Do you know why no. they actually chose to stay there? Well, they tell. They tell. Uh, uh, what's his name? They said the boat. Just they dropped tell, They them tell off, right? the Baron just dropped them off in yes. Staten Island. And that's where they. <laughs> that's where they decided to stay, just because the boat dropped them off. Mm-hmm. There. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah.
0: So, um, going back to the familiar. Yes. So one of these things. I don't know if the, in other vampire movies, are there familiar? There's,
1: in most, in, in traditional vampire lore, there usually is some sort of a familiar that, uh, that helps the vampires find their prey and kind of leads them around. So like Recent example, so thirty days of night. I
0: was like, "Did we just watch a movie with a familiar?" Yep. So Ben okay.
1: Foster, that crazy guy that was just called the Stranger, the one that asked for raw hamburger in yes. the bar.
0: Oh yes. So he, he was, was a there,
1: familiar. I yeah, absolutely.
0: So, I was like, we just watched something. Yeah.
1: So in in, in lots of traditional vampire stories, uh, there are familiars that kind of help vampires, you know, find their way around everyday yes. life, find yeah. victims, that type of thing. Yep.
0: Um, so Guillermo, the familiar, describes in one of the first episodes what it's like being a familiar. He says it's being a familiar is like being their best friend who is also a slave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect way to describe it. Guillermo's such a great character. He cracks me up.
0: He I, I wanna say when we get to characters, he he may be one of my favorites. Yeah. I kind of like all of it, them. It was like... very
1: tough to choose when I was actually trying to narrow down some of my favorites, but I know we'll we'll get to that.
0: Yeah. Um and on the pilot episode, I love it when he it's it's Guillermo's 10-year anniversary, and he does the whole, like, he awakens! Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Very cool master. Very, very scary. scary.
1: Very he's scary. just very...
0: He's such a, like, a fun little guy that's yeah. just, like, such a nerd, but yep. he he's such a great character Yeah. Um, who dreams one day to become a vampire. So I think most mm-hmm. of the familiars, because then later on in season two, you meet Nandor's other familiar, the older um, man. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. And... Because because Guillermo's getting a little bit fed up at being his familiar, saying, you're not treating me well. This lady over here is going to make me a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, and then Nandor, Nandor's like, well, then I suggest you take it. And then mm-hmm. he leaves, and then he's like, yeah. well, uh, can you come back now? But <laughs> yeah. um,
1: You don't know what you got till it's gone, Nandor.
0: I was going to say, but then, so Nandor's other familiar comes back, and at the end of that episode, he Nandor ends up turning him into a vampire because he bats off, mm-hmm. and I don't think Guillermo knew that because but, he'd be pretty angry. Yeah, yeah. but he, Guillermo gets pretty angry throughout this series. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, it, understandably so. I mean, they kind of treat uh, Guillermo like shit, which is you know provides some of the best comedy in the show. I feel like it's yeah. you know the constant putting down of, of Guillermo, but yes. uh, you could argue that Guillermo. Starts to get his comeuppance a little bit towards uh, the end, t- end of season one and into season two. He starts he to kind of come starts... into come into his own a little bit he and does. find his maybe his true calling. He does hmm. teaser. Um, teaser.
0: Some of his jobs, we'll say, around the house, uh, which I, I I would be I would think are expected of any familiar, um, is to keep the house tidy, make sure there's no sunlight, mm-hmm. and. He gets rid of carcasses, but also finds people who are easy to kill.
1: Virgins, Guillermo. especially virgins, the virgins. The virgins, yes. yes.
0: So he has a, he has a pretty hefty job. And when you, you find out when he leaves, how hard it is for them to maintain because there's just bodies all over the mansion, and there's mm-hmm. like fi- candles are burning because they're like that the candle wasn't in my room before I went to bed, so I'm not I'm not responsible to blow it out. Yep. Like so, it's yep. he he keeps everyone together. I think. So enough about familiars, we should move on to the next, uh, well, the first vampire type we should talk about that is not a regular vampire, but an energy-slash-psychic <laughs> vampire. Yeah,
1: it would be hard to leave him off this list. Colin, I feel like he could have a whole episode on his own. Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson.
0: So he is a, uh, <laughs> we'll say we'll say he's uh, shunned a little bit by the rest of the group, the yeah. other three. Um, but he's a little bit different. So he is a day walker. He's not affected by the sun. Mm-hmm. He calls the office his hunting ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he works in, like, this basic cubicle-based, like, huge office. Yeah, And he just sucks on, like, everyone's annoyances pretty much. <laughs> he drains people... He drains energy out of people merely by talking to them. Yeah. He, he'll bore you with a long conversation. He'll enrage you. Um... And he's the only type of vampire that can drain another vampire's energy. Yeah. Um, And he even says, he's like, you probably even know an energy vampire. We're the most common types of vampires. Yep. And he just, like, in the office, he's constantly, like, chasing people down, like, following them to the bathroom. Following them in the
1: bathroom and, like, shoving his head underneath the stall, like, to continue the conversation. Yeah, And, like, he'll
0: he'll sharpen his pencil for, like, 20 minutes just to, like, get on people's nerves. Yep. He goes to like the town hall just to like suck the life which I mean is so very funny. appropriate too so like funny. it's uh, all yeah it's awesome but he just like bores you with this like stupid conversation but he he also brings like a little bit of comedic relief to it What
1: is an ordinance? Yeah. <laughs> According to Merriam-Webster dictionary an ordinance is blah 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 blah.
0: <laughs> and he's so like a funny. nerdy looking guy. He's Yeah. like
1: so he's, he's great. He might be... I mean, he started to kind of... like There was an episode in season two where he gets a promotion, which is fucking hilarious, that episode. But yeah. he's kind of almost the unsung hero of the show. And uh, so the actor, he does a great job. But I don't know if you remember this. I know you are not a huge fan of this show like I am, but he actually was in... Either the first or second season of Better Call Saul. I knew you were gonna.
0: I was like, you're gonna say Better Call.
1: Saul. Yeah, he was in Better Call Saul, uh, and he basically, you know, he he ends up coming to be defended by Saul for something, and he he was funny in that show too. That's actually the only two things I've ever seen him in. But he's he's fantastic in this. He's great.
0: Yeah. So the other, so he was a different type of vampire. Yep. Um. And then there's one more vampire that doesn't that it's it's in he's in the first season, not the second season. Um. The Baron. The Baron. Um, so initially I think he was the only kind of scary vampire. Like yeah. he initially, they, they open his coffin mm-hmm. and immediately you're like, Oh yeah. This isn't like the rest of them. This this guy's like for serious. He's yeah. like an old school looking vampire Yeah, so he's
1: meant to look like the original Dracula or like Nosferatu, yes, like that yep. type of vampire. It looks yeah. looks a little bit more like a bat with like the long fingers was, and the he, weird nose and the the pointy ears. He's got red and shit. eyes. Yep, he red kind eyes. of I think
0: he kind of well, I not with the ears and stuff. He but he has like I guess he just has the fingers of like pale man.
1: Well it's funny you say that. Because the actor that plays him is a guy named Doug Jones.
0: Oh, did he play pale And man?
1: Doug Jones is the guy that actually played the pale man oh. in Pan's Labyrinth. Wow. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. There. So you, you I, wow! It. I called it, wow. man. Look
0: at me. Look wow. at me
1: go. Wow. Look at you. Um.
0: So the Baron also, he's you know from this older. He's from the old country, they say, and whatever. And he had sexual interactions with Laszlo and Nadia. Yeah. And he's just kind of this like goofy old vampire, like that's now in this new world of Staten Island, New York. Yeah. Yep. Um. And that's um he comes, like, to Staten Island to shame them, to say, you haven't taken over the world yet, and whatever, and they're just like, jeez, man, like, what are we supposed to do? We're just stuck on Staten Island. You dropped us off here. Yep. But he kind of... His character kind of evolves, and he's like, I want to eat pizza. I want to mm-hmm. go out and get drunk. Let's go get shots. Yeah, and then, like... go to,
1: like, the nightclub. He, like,
0: <laughs> it's a... It's it's kind of... And they're like, oh, well, what... What do you want me to wear? Because he comes down in like, ruffles. Yeah. And it's it's...
1: Yeah, he's a funny character. He's
0: a he's a good character. There's a, a couple of other side characters.
1: Well, I was going to say, before you go off the Baron, you were yeah. talking about, like, sometimes when they break the, the third wall yes. and they, they talk directly to the camera. Yep, yep. One of the funniest instances, instances of that is when he first comes out of his coffin. Right. And he starts talking to them, and all of a sudden he just looks right at the camera. He's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, oh, it's the camera crew, Baron. Don't worry about the camera crew. They're just filming us. Says, oh, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Right. first. Yeah, that was the first time they broke yeah. the third wall.
1: Yep. Um...
0: And then ultimately, can I do spoiler alert? Yeah, go,
1: this is spoiler the whole time. Yeah, so yeah.
0: ultimately, Guillermo accidentally kills him, and um, by opening the front door to mm-hmm. the mansion, and he just immediately turns into dust because it's dawn. Yep. And then the whole thing after that is they go to trial and they go. It's this yep. whole big mess after that, yep. and then Guillermo's standing there like I did it. They're like, you couldn't kind of possibly, you did this. So yeah. It's it's really funny. Um. Another character that I wanted to mention that I actually really appreciate it is Jenna. Yeah. Um, Jenna is a girl who's in college who Guillermo initially brings to their house as a virgin, as a sacrifice, a Mm -hmm. sacrificial virgin, for them to eat. And Nadia ends up turning her into a vampire. And Guillermo gets
1: pissed. Mm -hmm. He's like... She's a vampire now, My ravenous little monkey. But she
0: is hysterical because she has no idea what she's doing. She's still living in the dorms. Like her college roommate is looking at her, being like, "Oh my god, my 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 roommate that I'm living with is like levitating while yep. she's sleeping. She's vicious, violently throwing up all over the place. Yep. She's pale. She yep. starts smoking. Like her body starts smoking in, in the, the sun. Yep. Um. But overall, I thought Jenna's a really funny character, and she's trying to find her, like, special talent. Yeah, yeah, so that's, she...
1: that's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, she's a good character, and I think it's funny because, you know... Nadia? Nadia! Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Nadia kind of sees her, starts talking to her, and almost kind of has pity on her because she's kind of like a little nerdy girl. Right. And she, like, you know... You get the you get the impression that guys kind of walk all over her, and she hasn't really found herself, hasn't like come into herself as a woman yet. So right. Nadia kind of takes it upon herself to turn her into a vampire to kind of help her, you know, come into her own, I guess, if you will. Yeah. So yeah, good character, pretty yeah. pretty funny.
0: She was pretty cool, and then um, Jeff Jeff the uh, Jeff. Re- the reincarnation. So <laughs> Nadia in another life had a former human lover, Gregor, um, who. Is now he find the story behind it is she finds him wherever she goes like he mm. gets reincarnated and every time she finds him, um, we find out later that Laszlo las <laughs> laslos La- Laszlo Laszlo Jesus, um, that Laszlo cuts off his head
1: every single time. every single
0: <laughs> time he finds him because and they, then he tells Nadia that that happens and it's it's really funny but he ends up being this kind of... Gregor is supposed to be this big warrior guy, and then she meets Jeff, who is Gregor reincarnated into this Jeff guy, and she's just like,
1: oh,
0: Gregor? And it it's mm. like, oh, it's just Jeff. Jeff. Like, oh, what kind of name is Jeff? Like, <laughs> so, that's kind of funny, too. That's one of my favorite. And but. his
1: last name is Suckler. Suckler. That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of other... There's a bunch of other... I mean, I could go on for days. Um, yeah. The next-door neighbor's awesome, Sean. Mm-hmm. It's just like there and he sees them like gardening late at night and stuff. And it's just like, what the hell are you doing gardening at night? And <laughs> they go over there and they're like, you will not remember any of this. Mm-hmm. So they're I love, fine. I love when
1: they do that. They hypnotize people. So yeah. we will su- not remember any of these.
0: <laughs> they go to the Super Bowl party at his house. Sur- they think the, it's The,
1: the super, s- s- superb, superb owl, owl party. party.
0: <laughs> 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 they they want to see the great owl. Yes. Oh, um yes. And uh, Haley Joel Osment mm-hmm. is actually makes a nice little appearance in the show as another familiar, yeah. another familiar, yeah, as another familiar, yeah, who actually ends up being a zombie.
1: Yeah, the, who who who'd have, who'd have known <laughs> a little kid from The Sixth Sense would be a familiar on what we do in the shadows? He's Twenty gr- years later,
0: he's grown up to be this like little fuzzy. I was just say,
1: yeah, I was, that was the way you guy. described, that, like a fuzzy, like fuzzball. Like it just, it's he looks so different than he used to. It's pretty oh
0: my funny. god, yeah, he's just funny.
1: Yeah, it's funny seeing him in shit now. Yeah, I agree good characters all around
0: yeah um and there were some fun guests i don't i, I left that section to you because I yeah you want me to run I, through some if of these you want to run into some of your favorite uh cameo appearances
1: yes yeah definitely people. definitely so it's kind of a lot of these characters it's Kind. they're kind of like blink and you'll miss them cameos you have to kind of look out for them but there are a few of them that have been on you're like wow that's pretty awesome so obviously we talked about the baron doug jones who played the pale man he he uh is in pretty much everything that Guillermo del Toro does. Okay. Um, he's a favorite of del Toro, so he's been in a bunch of his movies. Obviously, Jenna we talked about as well is played by an actress named Beanie Feldstein. It's actually Jonah Hill's younger sister. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: you said that. Yeah. She, you when, you, know, when, when you, you know that, it, when you look I'm at like, them, and oh yeah, my God. You, you can
1: totally, totally tell. Uh, Craig Robinson, who I love, he's fucking hilarious. He plays Claude, the uh, kind of like the head vampire hunter when Guillermo goes to the. Uh, the mosquitoes, oh, yeah, the mosquito-biting yeah, yeah. anonymous group that yes. uh, he thinks is just—he's looking for virgins. So he yeah. goes to that. It turns out mosquito they're a group of—they're uh, a group—they're a group of uh, vampire killers, which is pretty pretty hilarious. Uh, and then after that, uh, Nick Kroll, who is a pretty famous comedian, he's been in a bunch of shit. He plays—I uh, love the name—Simon the Devious. Yes, he's been in a few episodes. He's in the one where they go to the nightclub with the Baron and yep, a few yep, other yep. ones. So he's great.
0: Oh, and he's—he—he. He, uh, oh, about the hat.
1: Yes. I, yeah. Yep. The
0: hat and the... the Laszlo has his hat and um he... Simon the Devious stole it from him one time before or something. And mm-hmm. then he puts it on in the nightclub and he's like, ooh, what's that thing in the back of your... <laughs> what's that <laughs> feeling in the back of my head? And they're like, oh, it's the witch the witch's asshole or something. And I'm just like, oh my the God. Witch's asshole, yeah. The witch's
1: asshole, Laszlo. The witch's asshole. <laughs> yeah, so we got uh, Nick Kroll is Simon the Devious... Then, obviously, uh, there's a big episode, the trial episode, which we kind of talked about already, where uh, Laszlo, Nadia, and Nandor all go to the Vampiric Council because they're accused of killing the Baron. And that's where you get kind of a lot of these awesome cameos. So you get, obviously, you get uh, Jermaine Clement as Vladimir and Taika Waititi as Viago from, uh, they're both from the original uh what we do in the Shadows movie. So this kind of confirmed that these the show and the movie did play did bleh, did take place in the same universe, which you kinda figured they might, but mm-hmm. that just kinda confirmed it. it. in addition to that, uh you also get Tilda Swinton here playing herself uh reprising her role from a movie that she was in uh evan rachel wood reprising her role from true blood mm-hmm. uh, as herself danny trejo is in that episode reprising his vampire role from uh from dusk till dawn paul rubens is there he was a vampire in the buffy the vampire slayer movie not even the tv I series i never got
0: into buffy yeah a uh, lot of my friends i didn't did. really I... yeah
1: Uh, Wesley Snipes is there reprising his uh, role, his role from the Blade movies as as himself. As himself, kind of half pay attention. So Tilda Swinton, Evan Rachel Wood, Danny Trejo, Paul Rubens, and Wesley Snipes all play themselves in that episode, which is just is great. Uh, Also in that episode you get Dave Bautista who is a pretty famous actor now but used to be a wrestler. Uh, He plays a character named Garrett who is in full, like he's one of those guys like if you blink and you'll miss it. He's in heavy prosthetics in his face so you can tell it's his voice. He's been in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He was in one of the recent Bond movies so he's kind of establishing himself more and more as a pretty serious actor. Uh, I talked, we already talked about Haley Joel Osmond playing Topher. Topher! Great, uh, well, and he's great so, little cameo.
0: He's so fun in that role because he starts out as, like... Mm-hmm. That kind of goody two shoes, like p- personal assistant, almost like, kiss ass. He's like a, he's like an yeah. Eddie
1: Haskell. He's like you know pretending to do a lot when they aren't around, when they're around, and then once they're uh, once all the vampires uh, go away, he just kind of stops doing everything and lets right. Guillermo do all the work. So right. he walks all over Guillermo just like everybody else does. And then when he's a
0: zombie, he becomes <laughs> yeah. this, like a like, uh, macho like perfect perfect macho man segue. or whatever. Yeah,
1: So after Topher uh, get ho- Topher gets killed. Uh, they take him to a warlock who's played by Benedict Wong, another mm-hmm. pretty famous actor who is, uh, he's in the Marvel movies as uh, as uh, one of Doctor Strange's assistants. He plays a warlock in this that brings Topher back to life, and Topher turns into a zombie and tries to kill everybody. It, that's a great episode. Uh, very, very good one. But perhaps the biggest and best cameo of the entire show uh, for a character named Jim the Vampire is played by Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself. Who's that? Uh Mark Hamill? No, no, Luke no. Skywalker? No,
0: no, no, no. Who does he play?
1: He plays the vampire that laszlo owes money when laszlo runs away and becomes oh, jackie daytona <laughs>
0: yes 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 yes, <laughs> which
1: yes. Is, oh it's such a great episode yeah that's right, really that.
0: we just, uh, yeah yeah yep
1: but yeah yep. mark hamill that that was an awesome cameo i remember when i first saw that i was like holy shit how the hell did they get him that uh, was really really that clever was, that was a really great cool. episode yeah. yeah so i'm sure there's been probably a few other ones that i missed but those are those are some of some of my favorites for the uh, for the cameos itself
0: yeah, so um, since we're talking so much about cameos and characters, who do, who do you have a favorite character? Do you have a top three Ooh. of the whole series? You can pick. I mean, yeah. I was thinking you can pick one out of the top four, and then maybe a couple of cameos. But I mean, it doesn't matter. You can wild card. Go ahead. I,
1: it's it's very tough. It's very tough, like I mentioned before. So I, I think if I had to pick an absolute favorite, it's uh, it's Nandor because yeah. Nandor just makes me laugh the hardest. Like I, I would compare Nandor's character. Like the actor is playing it almost as if Borat were a vampire. That's yeah. kind of like what it reminds me of a little bit, like yeah. with his voice and like kind of the way he like his sense of humor. It cracks me up, so he probably makes me laugh the hardest. But I guess if I had to pick a top three, it's kind of hard to to not pick Nandor, Laszlo, and Nadia. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, I feel t- I feel like an insane person leaving uh, Colin Robinson off my top off my top uh, three, but. I think Nod is funnier in, in certain aspects. Laszlo is fucking hysterical, too. I love when he goes off about his, you know, his old, like, his, you know, he, he's supposedly this man whore throughout times. So he just, like, goes around slaying women, and, you know, he's filmed vampire pornos in the past that they talk about in the orgy episode, and it's just, it's funny listening to him talk about his sexual conquests, like, he he has a... Uh, topiary garden out in front of the house. That's all. Uh, Wait,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. that's my later. Yeah, yeah Can't okay. talk about we'll that talk yet. about
1: that later. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think probably the the main three vampires and my three favorite characters with uh, with Nandor probably getting the edges is, is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: I would, <clears throat> I love Guillermo. Yeah. I think that his whole character from beginning to end. Of There's no bad choices
1: here. He's a great character too.
0: Probably my favorite character. Um, I love Nadia. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I think I have to go with Nandor too, just because he's just, and I hate to leave out Laszlo, but I I think that the dynamic between Nandor and Guillermo is just hysterical because they're like, they're almost like an old married couple in a weird way. Yeah. Like, they just kind of argue about the stupid little things, even though, like, Nandor's his boss, mm-hmm. but then Guillermo's like, respect me, but then Guillermo's also like, Trying to help him when he goes out in public, like when he's checking out at mm-hmm. Hardy City or yeah. whatever, and he's like,
1: yeah. "That whole that whole scene is, that, is it's,
0: it's it's amazing. It's just it's really funny. like it's, it's
1: one of those scenes where it was in the trailer and it's in the pilot, so you knew it was coming, and it still just makes me laugh so hysterically hard every oh, time with it's, the it's, creepy paper. Yeah, Cre- crepe paper, crepe is paper, is creepy paper. Creepy paper. <laughs> and he gets obsessed with the glitter because he wants to look like Edward from the Twilight yeah. movies and fucking. <laughs> Guillermo <laughs> holds up the holds up the the uh, the skeleton hanging thing and he yeah. says, "Oh master, this is pretty macabre." Yeah. And he like <laughs> Nandor just like dismisses it and like waves his hand and the thing lights on fire and blows up in Guillermo's yeah. hand. It's yeah. The interactions between them are fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd I'd say that those three. I guess yeah, because I have to pick Nadia because she's the only woman. Yeah. And I mean she she makes she's a, hilarious. She is historical. Yeah.
1: Awesome character. Yeah. Um, the interactions between her and Jenna are awesome. Are
0: great. Yeah.
1: I love when Nadia uh, she she turns the ghost of herself yeah. into that little doll, the doll oh my god she doesn't god, ever want her so to leave funny. uh yeah she wants someone great. just
0: like her around yeah. all the time and just the
1: way she just fucking ranks on laszlo and nandor all the time like yeah. it's 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 so funny like in the, awesome. she calls them a couple of big stupid turkeys that argue about everything mm-hmm. her accent's hilarious I, I, everything about her is great they're all hilarious i i yeah i don't know that's a non-answer but they're, they're all great yeah sorry go ahead
0: um where does this rank for you for tv shows
1: Oh, so I'm going to this is clearly a comedy show. So I'm going to lump it amongst my favorite comedies here. Um with that being said, it, it is one of my favorite shows on TV right now overall. Um but I would I would say for comedy shows, I am a huge fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Letterkenny, South Park, Barry, mm-hmm. all comedy shows and I I think this is Always Sunny is always going to be, no pun intended, probably my favorite. Uh, I think I would give this the edge over like Letterkenny or South Park or Barry at this point. So this is probably like second on my list of favorite comedy shows right yeah. now. I yeah, I think
0: I think I'm obviously gonna... there's
1: more of Always Sunny, but you know I, I, Sunny's been on for 15 seasons and it's got renewed for like another fucking five years, which is insane. So you can't there's, no, it, there's yeah. not as much what we do in the shadows, but it's automatically right up there. The show's great.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you there. I mean, I've, I'm a die-hard South Park fan till the day I die. Yeah, I know. Um, South Park, I like Letterkenny. It's hard for me to understand what they're saying sometimes because they talk so fast. Mm.
1: Letterkenny, the most recent season, hasn't been that good so far. Either. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But I love, Um. I, I mean, I love the show, and it takes a lot for me to say I want to watch it again. Like, like Dairy Girls recently. I'm like, oh, you know what? I just watched it, but I'll watch it again. But it's all. It's also only 12 episodes total that's out right now. I kind so of want I mean... to
1: watch Dairy Girls again too. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You it's can okay. say that. It's you okay. can say that. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Love it. Um,
0: so right. I, I think it's right up there for for me too. Do you have? Do you have a favorite episode? I don't really have
1: a favorite <sighs> episode.
0: Um. I. I kind of love the pilot, to be honest. The
1: pilot's great.
0: Like I feel like you could, I could watch the pilot over and over again. There's so many good episodes, but uh,
1: I have, I have two that it's very close between. Obviously, the trial episode is great because of all of the cameos and the references to past vampire movies. But I'm also a huge fan of the episode uh, in season two called "On the Run," which, uh, as we discussed with Mark Hamill, this is the episode where Laszlo runs away from everybody. Uh, to hide from Mark Hamill's vampire because he owes him money from years and years ago. And he creates this alternate persona that is an American character. It's a bartender and his name is Jackie Daytona. Yep, yep. Oh my god, I love that episode. And it's all, friggin' hilarious. All he does
0: to for his disguise is put a toothpick in his put mouth. Put a toothpick in his <laughs> mouth, yeah, exactly,
1: yep. <laughs> like, an, an Mark Hamill shows up at the bar, he's got the toothpick in his mouth, and all of a sudden he takes it out and he's like, Ah! Ah, yeah. Laszlo! Yeah. yeah so. No,
0: he didn't see him in the mirror.
1: Oh right, right. Sorry, it was sorry. a
0: reflection in the mirror. Oh, but it was so Thank funny. Thank you for correcting me. Sorry.
1: No, I'm not being sarcastic. Thank you. I oh. messed that up.
0: I, I know. I really like the show. Um, but also in that episode, it's funny because you like you're just blown by the <laughs> the fact that it's only the toothpick that is his like disguise. Yeah. yeah. And he says to um, what's his face? The vamp. Uh, what's what is his name in the show? Who. Uh, the what's his,
1: Jim the Vampire. Jim, Hamill, Jim yeah.
0: the Vampire. And he gives him a card that says Jim the Vampire. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, thanks. I'll give you a call, Jim the Vampire. He's like, how did you know my name? He's like, well, it says Jim <laughs> the no vampire, vampire on your card. card. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. okay. No, it's okay. I'm laughing too much on this episode for a scary, it's okay. <laughs> for a scary America's hometown mm-hmm. horror episode.
1: Um, <laughs> well, I think this is... You know, I think anyone that that probably sees the episode title knows they're not in for a serious horror oh, discussion no, on this no, episode. This is all for laughs. Yeah. So this is this is probably a perfect one for you to take the lead on. So.
0: Thanks. Yeah. I know it's. I, I'm not so good with the really scary
1: ones. That's okay. Um, I didn't mean it as a, as a slight. I meant it as a compliment. I'm gonna throw it to you
0: for facts.
1: Yep, I got some facts here. I don't have a ton, but okay. uh, a couple couple interesting ones that I Take found.
0: Take it away, Michael.
1: Just show's only a couple years old, so there's not a ton of information out there about it. And obviously, the movie is a completely separate thing, and we want to talk about the TV show here, so maybe we'll do the movie in, on a later episode. We'll yeah. see. But uh, a couple things that I did find. So all of the main cast, excluding Caldinger Robinson, so Nandor, Laszlo, and Nadia, all three of the act- actors wear uh, custom-made vampire fangs that clip into attachments on their teeth. This basically helps to not hinder uh, their speech patterns or their pronunciation.
0: I was going to say because um, I was wondering about that. It's funny that you said that because when Jenna has her teeth Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Nadia's like, bite your lips seductively to lure <laughs> and she bites her lip and it just starts gushing well, just blood out she's like their ouch their and yeah. i was just like i wonder if they have actual like what kind of like pros- like prosthetic teeth yeah. or something yeah. like they're, blood they're blood
1: all blood. specially designed for each of them so they they basically are able to talk without having like something in their mouth well
0: they yeah they definitely do sound a little bit like there's something in their mouth
1: yeah but not not sure. as much as if you were to wear like you know, fangs that you put in your mouth or a mouth guard. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so all uh, custom-made vampire fangs for the main people there. Uh, So we talked about Colin Robinson and the concept of psychic vampires, okay? So it seems like that's a pretty funny idea, something that might just be invented for the show. It actually was not. (laughs) So psychic vampires are said to be a real thing. They were first described uh, by a British occultist author named Dion Fortune and in her book uh, about psychic self-defense. Okay, so, I mean, take that with what you will. Uh, she claims that she actually encountered such a creature while training as a nurse. Oh, So, very random. But uh, apparently, according to this lady, psychic vampires are real. And I think it's not a stretch to go out there and say that uh, everybody listening to this show probably knows one or two psychic vampires in their life that could suck the soul out of a room with a uh, boring conversation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We probably have a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, probably the most interesting thing that I saw, and I thought this is kind of cool, nice little tie-in. So, this kind of shows that they had an idea of where they wanted the show to go from the beginning. So, as we mentioned, uh, Guillermo, or Gizmo, as they call him in the show. All the vampires get his name wrong constantly, which is another Uh put-down. So, Guillermo's last name is De La Cruz, okay? Uh, He's supposed to be Mexican, and uh, (laughs) De La Cruz translates into English uh, as of the cross. Yes. Uh, This foreshadows his future as a vampire slayer and his ties... To the Van, the Helsing, Van Helsing family, name. yeah. So pretty clever little tie-in there. Yes. So Guillermo of the Cross, Guillermo the Vampire Slayer, Guillermo Van Helsing.
0: Because in one episode, he finds out he does his ancestry DNA test.
1: Yes. And yes. so he
0: does one for Nandor, and Nandor finds out he has two hundred thousand living yeah. relatives. Yeah, exactly.
1: Pretty pretty <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So uh, so Guillermo uh, of the Cross, pretty cool little fact. You want to hear about some of the uh, some of the direct horror references that I. Uh, that I found in this show that I, I picked I up guess. on. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's so go. Yeah, I, so I didn't even find these on a list or anything. I just this is just from watching the show and I jotted them down like as I was you know seeing it. So uh, okay, so in the werewolves episode, which is the third episode of season one, obviously you get introduced to the werewolf characters. Pretty cool looking werewolves, if yeah. I do say so myself. So the leader of the werewolves, he is wearing the exact same jacket that the character David wears in an American Werewolf in London. So a nice little throwback to cool. uh, to an American Werewolf in London he there. He
0: good. Wait, yeah. is that the scene when they're like they're dueling? Yes, kind of? exactly. Yeah. And then Nandor just throws the squeaky toy off the building exactly. and just follows it and yep. dies. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, probably my favorite horror reference is in the orgy episode where uh, all the people are coming in the front door to attend the orgy and in walks the Mr. Babadook. Babadook. Uh-huh. Or as he introduces himself to the vampires, the Badabook. Not the Babadook. Not the Babadook. The <laughs> Badabook. <laughs> And he I looks, know you looks, you love the Boba Duke oh movie so much and it's such an iconic character design and like the way they did the makeup for him oh, it looks amazing. so cool he yeah he looks, it looks awesome.
0: he's like glowing blue yeah, it's, it's awesome. amazing every time Whenever we watch that episode or the other one that there, he's he's in he's two. He's in two. Episodes. I forget
1: what the other one is, but he, he's in he's in the orgy one and one other one. And
0: one other one. And it's just a flash of A book. But when you see him, you're like, Ooh Like it just grabs you and you're like, Oh, that's he's he's his makeup is oh, great.
1: I know what episode he's in. He's in the ghost episode because uh all the oh, vampires are yep. saying they don't believe in ghosts yep. and Guillermo's like, Okay, let me get this straight. So we've seen vampires uh we've seen werewolves we've seen Baba trolls Dukes. we've seen babadooks <laughs> but
0: ghosts are not And real. ghosts aren't real yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so yeah so pretty hilarious there but i, I love the the Boo. Uh, awesome the, character the, he's
0: amazing awesome I, little camera. i'm always like can you rewind it i just want to see it really, like
1: the first time we watched that he popped on screen and i was like ah the babadook i was like yes that
0: was so awesome. cool yeah
1: uh obviously we kind of talked about the trial episode a little bit already but obviously there's some awesome references to many famous vampire movies and tv shows we mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie mentioned Blade, True Blood. Uh, the movie that Tilda Swinton was in where she played a vampire was called Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah. And then obviously From Dust Till Dawn she
0: just looks with like Danny
1: Trejo. She does kind of look like a vampire. It's actually a perfect, like perfect role for like her. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so one that you kind of have to pay attention to in that episode to pick up on is when they're all kind of doing the roll call around with the, council of the vampiric council. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call attendance for Brad and Tom. Oh yeah. And they're not there. Uh so this is obviously a reference to Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise from Interview with the Vampire, which I thought was a pretty cool little touch. Yeah. So
0: And there was an wasn't there
1: another one? There might have been another one too. I just I I just remembered the uh Interview with the Vampire one with Why Brad and was Pee
0: Me- Pee Wee Herman in there?
1: So Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens, he played a vampire in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh Yeah. So, yeah, not the TV show, the movie. The movie. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So,
1: uh, yeah, so that's in the trial episode. And there's also an episode called Antra Ancestry, which is where Guillermo finds out, obviously, that he uh, is a descendant of Van Helsing. We kind of touched on that already. Uh, There's another episode uh, called The Curse. And uh, this is the episode where... Uh, Guillermo goes to Mosquito Biting Anonymous or whatever it's called, yes. and he finds out they're all vampire hunters, and uh, they decide to go to the house to start killing the vampires, and Guillermo, Guillermo thinks that they're going to Nandor, Laszlo, and Nadia's house. I did too. And it's a different uh, a different vampire den they go to. There's a thousand of them in there, but there is, uh, one of the first vampires that they see are two twin girls that are dressed identically, and that is very clearly supposed to be a reference to The, the Shining. Shining yeah. yeah. Which I picked up on immediately. If you're a fan of The Shining, it's always, always easy to pick up on Shining references. Yeah uh Very cool one. I think you probably noticed this one. Okay. but uh in the Witches episode, just called Witches. Yes. So, Laszlo and Nandor are lured to a coven of witches by a black goat named Peter. Yes. This is obviously a reference to the witch with Black Philip, which is pretty cool.
0: Black Philip.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, you get various types of horror monsters in there. We talked about the vampires, the ghosts. Werewolves, obviously the Baron, who's supposed to be like a Nosferatu or a Dracula. There's trolls in an episode, like yes. big trolls. Yep, yep. That was a cool one. Because
0: the sun came up and he froze, again. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, lots of awesome horror references for those that pay attention to that shit like I do. Yes. Uh, some cool stuff in there. And that's what I got for facts and horror references. I will give it back to you, Kat. Cool.
0: Well, let's move on to categories. Okay. Um, Kay. Michael, do you find this movie scary? Nope. Not really. Sorry, show. Nope. It up. Um, no, no, nope. I don't. Even, it's a comedy. No, and even it's when a they,
1: comedy when
0: they kill people and stuff. Like, I mean, it's it's very gory. It's gory. <laughs> yes. Um. I mean, they drop people from the sky. People, yeah, fall, like people fall off buildings. But at, at the same time, you're not really like really grossed out about it Cause no they kind of don't it's, show it it's like, like it
1: slapsticky gore yeah. like played for comedy yeah there's never anything in here where they're really trying to scare you
0: i think the scariest thing was the baron
1: yeah the baron i mean the, the makeup and, and all the the monster stuff is really good it's just obviously not it's played to be comedic and not scary so right. i would say a hard no on that and the movie's also not scary the movie's also funny so
0: favorite scene
1: Favorite. I have, I, have th- scene. I have
0: three. So. Um. <laughs> uh,
1: I have I have uh, uh, quite a few. Would you like to go first? I'll, I'll go first. In case I don't. In case I step on a few of yours. Okay.
0: Yeah. That, that's fair. That's go ahead. Fair. Um, so Laszlo has his. Um, I already forget the name. Tropiary? Topiary. Topiary gardens. gardens. Top- um, and he. <laughs> Um, decides to he he has this, these vaginas the vulva the vul, vulva, the vulva. sorry bushes <laughs> and like one of them that the werewolf defiles is his mother's yeah. vulva and I'm just like oh my god the fact that like this is even like it's hysterical because you're just sitting there looking at like a garden full of vaginas <laughs>
1: And he's so, like, so ridiculous. could you
0: imagine being the next door neighbor? <laughs> oh, God. And he's just, yeah, he's like so proud of his garden. Oh, he loves and like, it. He's obsessed He's like, with this it. is the bunny, and this is this, and this is that, and this yeah. is my mother's vulva. My
1: mother's vulva. <laughs>
0: um, Another scene that I liked um, <laughs> was one of the Baron scenes when he's out in the club and stuff. But when he eats pizza, because they're not supposed to eat human food, um, so he eats this pizza and he's like, "Oh, it kind of burns." There's garlic in this, and then all of a sudden he just starts starts violently vomiting to the point where he's then flying around like like a balloon in the air, yeah. like like losing its helium just everywhere, yeah. violently a, that's, throwing that's,
1: that's up. A la- that's an hilarious scene.
0: Um, that was really funny. And actually, in season two, this mm-hmm. this this actually made me this hits close to home. Um, 'Cause I also hate social media. Yep. Colin Robinson finds social media and he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's he says, Oh, you can you can drain energy from people through social media. Yeah. And he says, When you call them a dumbass you know you've got them. You you can drain their energy via social media without even being near them. It's surprisingly simple to get total strangers completely furious with you. <laughs> and then he ends that whole scene with, like, people should really get a life. Yep. Like, And I'm like, that is so, that, Mike, like, mic drop, dropped, yeah. done. Yep. Like, yep. And it's so, because he's, like, just getting off on this. He's, yeah. like, he has, like, five different laptops on his bed just, yeah. like, hazing people, and it's amazing. Talk it's... about
1: breaking the third wall, that's like, that's speaking directly to yes. the audience. Like, yeah. hey, all you idiots out there on <laughs> like, social shut media. shut up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, Go ahead, your, your scenes. Oh, my turn? Okay. Yes, your turn.
1: So, I, I guess these are, these are just, like, favorite scenes or things that kind of made me laugh the hardest yeah, that I thought were the funny. most clever things. So, I, every time that Laszlo, when he decides to turn into a bat and fly off, he just yells, bat! Yes. He turns into the bat, and that then is... all of a sudden when he comes back, he says, human form. Human phone And fall. he comes back down. <laughs> That gets me every time. <laughs> I love that. That gets me every single time. Uh, we talked a little bit about the creepy paper, the creepy crepe paper, paper. Uh, with the glitter, with yeah. the Twilight reference, hilarious stuff. Uh, the, tr- the trial scene's great, but I already covered that. Uh, the episode in season two where Colin gets the promotion at work. Oh, yeah. And uh, he gets so powerful that he can start to fly, he starts to grow his hair back. He can multiply himself, mm. and he basically, he, you know, he's able to drain energy so quickly and powerfully that he turns Nandor, Nadia, and Laszlo into, like, old people. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but throughout the entire episode, I think it's that one, he <laughs> he keeps trying to uh, tell a joke, perfect dad joke, where, uh, you know, somebody says, oh, like, you know, blah, you blah, know, blah, 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 and he says, yeah, kind of like Up Dog.
0: Oh my god. Like, you tried to explain this yeah. joke and, and I was just you were like, like what? I don't understand. I was like what's up what's up dog? And yeah. you're like what's up what's dog? What's up dog? And, and you're like what? I was like, I I was like listen
1: listen to what I'm saying to you. Yeah. What's up dog? And yeah. you're like oh okay, I think I get it. That's not that oh, funny. I thought god. that was pretty goddamn funny. Yeah, that's all right. And anything that uh where Laszlo's talking about his his previous sexual escapades makes me laugh yeah. every time. Um like when he's, he the ghost of himself shows up in the ghost episode and uh, his ghost self is telling him that he was in the middle of having an orgasm when he died and he never finished his orgasm, so Laszlo needs to help finish him finish off. Him uh <laughs> all the all the uh when when Laszlo talks about the times that he was making the vampire pornos and they have all like the old footage of all of them, those are fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> when he talks about having sex with the baron, like having threesomes with the baron and Nadia back in the day. Yeah. Like, All that stuff cracks me up. He's a great character. So yeah, those were what I had for my favorite scenes.
0: I think. I think. You know. I think my favorite episode was the orgy one because I think everything about that was just. I think I would just laugh through the entire thing. Yeah. It was just so outrageous. Ridiculous. Um. Okay. Well, that brings us to cast replacements. Do you think that anyone in the cast should be replaced? Nope. I don't think so either. They're all perfect. Everyone did a really good job.
1: Yeah, they're all perfect. Perfectly cast. Perfectly written. Everything's great, and this this is such a a character driven show. You mentioned that at the beginning, oh, right? Oh, I mean, perfect all way to describe it. All we've
0: talked about is all the characters in yeah. it. I mean, all the characters, characters plus like yep. the other people. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's run by the ca- it's it's essentially. Didn't I say this before? It's essentially Seinfeld. Like you can go and just drop into one episode and yeah. be like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like... There's, no, there's no. I mean, there, there are a few. Yeah. Th- there are a few things that, if you pay attention to, you'll pick up on. But like, you can. It's just mostly individual episodes with a standalone plot for yeah. most of the episodes. Yeah, just them getting put into ridiculous situations. Right. So hilarious. Yeah, kind of like Seinfeld in that sense, or even Always Sunny. Or, or Sunny. Something yeah. Like
0: that. Yep. Um, best stuff.
1: <sighs> so I had uh, for me Topher. I was going to say uh, that would have been Topher. my other one. Yeah, Topher, to the one. and then uh, I mean. He's gonna be my favorite because I think I know who you're gonna say. Who? What's yours? Oh
0: wait, I was gonna say we go into Topher's death though. You should talk about it.
1: Oh, obviously, you know it's just funny because he's such a douchebag in the episode, and then of all the ways for him to die, he steps into a koi pond in their backyard that happens to be electrified, and he shocks himself to death.
0: No, Topher. Topher,
1: that's Topher. That's no, how he... it,
0: they try to kill Topher like ten times, and he won't die. Because he's a zombie. No,
1: I understand that, but the way he dies in the first place, when they bring him to the warlock,
0: oh, he steps into yes. an, a pond
1: that's electrified and he dies. Right. And then they bring him to the warlock to revive him. That's when he turns into Tova, See, the zombie. So
0: you think they Tolver's, try and kill him
1: a million times? So
0: Tovar's first death was good for you.
1: Uh, all of that. I, I'm saying. all I liked of, like, it
0: when they tried to kill him and he wouldn't die.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they put a stake through his heart. Like Guillermo throws him off the balcony. He, he, he won't rips die. His rips his arm off. <laughs> And then uh, N- uh, and Nandor, Nandor tries in. to kill him like three times. He kills him the first time, and he like starts getting up. and He's like, "This, this fucking, fucking guy!" guy. <laughs> like, yeah. So I had I had Tova from mine. I used to say Tova um,
0: all day. Yeah. I, oh my god, Nandor when he's like, "This fucking
1: this guy. fucking guy."
0: <laughs> Just because then he he starts saying he's like, "Well, he was a good man," and this he starts saying good. like this whatever you know he was a
1: good man Guillermo. And then he's like, this "Oh, this fucking he did, guy. This
0: fucking guy." <laughs> He won't die. But um, anyway, so my best death, I think, is when Guillermo accidentally burns the Baron to death when he opens the front door. Yeah. Because it, it not only like did they prepare for the Baron so much for his coming, mm-hmm. but then you actually see, that's the first time you see a vampire die. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's still a real thing. Yep. And that also brings into the whole... Um, trial thing, yeah. and it yep. kind of leads into the next few things that happen to them. So they kind of all look at each other like, "Oh no!" But then, like, and you know, um, Guillermo then knows that he's like a vampire killer. He's like, "Oh my god, I did that myself. I didn't yep. mean to." <laughs> um, would this series? I would make... say the,
1: the uh, you talked oh. about it before too, but the uh, the werewolf dying with the squeaky toy. Yes, that was really good too because he just was like squeak yep. squeak, yep. throw off, Perfect. and he just followed it right yep. over. So. Yes. Sorry, you were saying.
0: Um, would this series make a good haunted attraction?
1: I'll tell you, I've heard worse ideas. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it's not played to be scary, but there are lots of monsters and creatures in here. Like, if you really, I mean,. So, like, Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando, they usually do, like, a comedy house every year, right? So they've done, like, I'm, I'm thinking, so the year that we went, the first time that we went, they had that Holidays of Horror house, remember yep, that? Yeah, And that was clearly supposed to be, like, their comedic house that That's year. That's the scariest
0: Easter Bunny I've ever seen.
1: Uh, Easter Bunny, the, the <laughs> Feaster Bunny, they the call Feaster it. Feaster Bunny. Fucking terrifying, but, you know, you could very easily, like, oh, I, uh, another example. So, the uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood a few years back did up haunted house based on, remember that movie, This Is The End? With Seth Rogen and it's like the end of the world and they're like all celebrities are playing themselves. Yes. The
0: Backstreet Boys. And the Backstreet Boys are in
1: there at the end uh, with Channing Tatum as their bitch, like their sex slave. Yeah. Yeah. So they did a haunted (laughs) house based on that in Hollywood a few years ago. So I think you could do it. It would just, you'd have to do it in a way that was funny, but also had a few jump scares. Right. I mean, they've turned Ghostbusters into a haunted house. That's a comedy, even though there's some spooky creatures in there, but I think you could do it. I think it could be done. Yeah. I mean, and hell, I'd walk through it. You, you, You shit me? Of course.
0: Who's your MVP?
1: MVP. Uh, For me, it's a tough call. I almost said Guillermo here, even though I didn't have him as one of my favorite characters. Because Guillermo's kind of the glue that holds the shoe. The the shoe. The glue that holds the shoe. Nice. (laughs) The glue that holds the show together. (laughs) I I gotta go Nandor. I gotta go Nandor the Relentless. You can go Nandor. Again, he, he just... He makes me laugh the hardest. His voice cracks me up. Like So pretty much anything he says, I laugh at. His accent is fucking hysterical. I love his backstory when they constantly flashback to him talking about him ruling pillaging in the autumn. And pillaging. And, and killing.
0: When Nadia finds out painting.
1: Yes. They find out that Nandor, Nandor that burned and pillaged Nadia's village. Yeah. <laughs> they would say, please don't pillage me. Yeah. And I would say to them, it's not you I'm pillaging everyone, you included. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, everything about Nandor cracks me up, and I love him. Yeah. The best. Um, the MVP, in my eyes. Catherine, I, what about you? I
0: gotta go with Guillermo. Cause Gizmo. Gizmo. Yeah. Gigi. Gigi. Because uh, when he's gone, everything kind of falls apart.
1: Yeah. The so glue.
0: He is the glue to the shoe. Mm-hmm. The glue to the... <laughs> the glue of the shoe. Oh, God.
1: Oh, God almighty.
0: Um, final thoughts?
1: Uh, I mean... I, I love this show i kind of mentioned it already but it's you know if you have hulu you can binge the entire thing right now if you, and you, and seen you it will. And once, you will once you start it it's, it's
0: you're not gonna want to stop
1: <laughs> it's like 20 25 minutes per episode so you can blow through it really quick it'll keep you laughing it's got awesome horror nerdy references if you're a horror fan
0: great cameos great
1: cameos yeah i, I would just say go watch what we do in the shadows it's uh it's probably one of the best comedies on TV right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, if not the best, I would say I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm not a vampire person at all, like Nosferatu, mm. whatever. But
1: me neither, and Me I neither. Think... And I know we talked about this on Thirty Days of Night too, but like vampires are all kinds of played out right now. So you have to do something interesting for me to be a fan of it, and they do something interesting here. Exactly.
0: So, sorry. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. You know, I'm not a, a vampire fan. I think that this obviously I'm into this because it's a comedy more so than uh, a horror series. Yep. Um, and I love everything about it. I love the characters. I'm excited. Uh, they're they're gonna have a season three. Oh
1: yeah, they think they got renewed for at least two more seasons. So there's at least two more coming.
0: When I was reading about, it, they said that they you know already signed up for a season two halfway through season one, and then they signed up for a season three halfway through season two.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. This show is doing really well for FX, so I wouldn't be surprised to see it on TV for quite a while. Yeah. So, so yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So what go am- on, go on the Hulu.
1: Go and, on the Hulu uh, and check out what we do in the shadows. Check out what
0: we do in the shadows. You the won't TV be disappointed.
1: Series. Cool. You got anything else?
0: I think that's it. All right. Wow, look at us. Over for an hour. Holy cow. Not bad for
1: two people doing uh, dry January, huh? Yeah, Yeah, no. Yeah, pretty good.
0: (laughs) Nice work. I'm only plus three days, though. I I went a little off the bat.
1: Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Um, So you want to do
0: the social media plugs
1: yeah, no, of, of course I am, yeah. yeah. I didn't get there yet. I All right, so, uh, so at this point in the episode, here's where you can find us on social media. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just go on there, search for America's Hometown Horror, especially on YouTube, where you can sign up for uh, notifications, mash that bell, and get notified every time that we release one of our episodes, and you can watch it right on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also tweet at us, at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram, at Pod. And you can also drop us a line via email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find our show pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts, but especially Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and many, many more. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike, and I have been joined by my esteemed co-host, the very esteemed Catherine. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks. Did
1: you have a good time tonight? I did. Excellent. As did I, Catherine. Say goodbye to your listeners, please.
0: Adios, little
1: Goodbye. You will not remember any of the contents of this podcast after you are done listening. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just want to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show because, of course, we would be nothing without you, listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.